As we're in the week of Yitzh Kislev, so I want to share a story about the Alter Rebbe and the story about our Rebbe. The story of the Alter Rebbe uh, goes back to the time of the Alter Rebbe. There was a chassid of the Alter Rebbe who was a peddler. And he would uh, go out uh, with his wares all week. He would come back on Friday evening. And the story was shared by Rabbi Menachemanel Glukovsky. He said that this chassid was once in an audience with the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe told him that whenever you travel, you should take with you three chalas. Okay? So he didn't know what the purpose of this instruction was, but as a chassid, he didn't ask questions, and he proceeded every Sunday when he would leave his home, he would go with three chalas. So he would have the three chalas with him all week, and then he would bring the three chalas back with him on Friday evening, and he'd use the three chalas uh, Shabbos. This went on for some time. So one Friday afternoon, he's on the way home, and this is a road he's very familiar with, but for some reason he got lost in a forest, and he realized he wasn't going to make it home for Shabbos. Right before the advent of Shabbos, he was looking for a place to stay. And he saw this house right before Shkia. He knocks on the door, and this non-Jewish man answers, and he says to him, I'd like to stay here for Shabbos. Can I stay here? I says, sure, stay here, no problem. He takes the guy. He locks the front door. He brings him to a room. In the room, there's this huge dog, a huge black dog. And the, he says, you have a wonderful uh, roommate that will stay with you this Shabbos. Now, of course, uh, he wasn't so excited to have this roommate, and he tried to leave the room. But his gracious host locked him inside, and he is frightened out of his mind, and he is really scared. The dog's going to wake up, and the dog's going to uh, eat him. So he davens mincha, Davim's Mincha with great tears and bitterness. When he finishes Mincha, he begins right away to Davim Kabbalah Shabbos, and the dog actually wakes up and is in the corner, and nothing doesn't do anything. So he remembers after he finishes Mairev that he has three chalas. So he makes Kiddush on the chala. When he makes Kiddush, the dog stands up on its hind legs, Starts to bark, and he realizes the dog just wants a piece of challah. So he gives the dog a piece of challah, and he couldn't really, really enjoy himself. He was still very frightened of this dog, and he stays up pretty much all night because he's scared of what this dog is going to do to him. But the dog is totally fine; he doesn't do anything. He wakes up in the morning and he does his morning prayers, and then it's time to make kiddush again. He has three challahs. He had one challah before, and he has two challahs left. And he makes Kiddush on the Chala. And again the dog stands up on his hind legs. And again he gives the dog a piece of the Chala. And that's how Shabbos goes. Then it comes Mincha. And after Mincha, Shal Shudas. And he gives the dog again. The dog again stands up on its, high, on its hind legs. And again he gives the dog a piece of Chala. And that was how he spent Shabbos. That's how he finished these Chalas. And then Saturday night, the... Uh, owner of the home, 
opens the door where he was staying and comes in with a shovel. And he realizes that the his gracious host was expecting to gather up his uh, bones and to bury him and to take his belongings. But instead, the, the host was shocked to see that he is alive and the dog's not doing anything. So he, the host screams at the dog, sick him. But the dog doesn't move. So he screams again, sick him. Get out, go, you know, go, go, go after him. So the chaser at this point realizes that uh, the ball's in his court. And he is in charge. So he tells the dog, go after him, sick him. And the dog proceeds to kill this man. And the chassid bar Hashem is now able to leave. But the dog goes with him. And the dog like pulls him by his, by his sleeve and leads him out of the home to a place in the forest where the dog tells him that he should... There's something there, and he and he finds there a chest of diamonds and gold, and the dog proceeds to show him the way out of the forest, the way to get back to his house. And he follows the dog, and Baruch Hashem, he's successful, and he comes home. And now, not only is he home, but he's home now with a wealthy man with this with this uh, treasure. And after uh, home. Being home for some time, he, he goes again out to visit the Alter Rebbe. He tells the Alter Rebbe the, the story. The Alter Rebbe said that this dog was a reincarnation of the soul of a Jew, who while he was alive, he wasn't careful to make Kiddush before eating. And the Tikkun, the way to rectify his soul, was to hear Kiddush from you, on Shabbos, in the house of this of this man. And the Alter Rebbe concluded, since you caused this soul to be fixed, so therefore this dog brought you to have this great treasure, and this is a reward for you, for the tikkun that you brought to this Nisham. The Alter Rebbe then told this chassid to open up a business, and Yubar Hashem became very successful and very wealthy. This was the story of the Alter Rebbe, and I, I want to share also a story of our Rebbe. The, um, this is an unusual story to me. It sounds like a very regular story, but it's unusual because of the frequency of the, um, the Rebbe's blessings in the face of the, the grim uh, words of doctors again and again. There was... Um, there's a great book by Rabbi Yisrael Haber. Uh, it's called a, a Rabbi's Northern Adventure. And he has really amazing stories throughout the book. I'll share one of them. He and his wife had a really hard time having children. But Baruch Hashem, the Rebbe blessed them with children. And each of their children is a story in itself. They were at first sent by the Rebbe to Alaska. And in Alaska, they built the first mikveh there. He was stationed there. He, he was on military duty. And uh, the Rebbe actually instructed him to encourage, told his wife, Miriam, to help all the women there in the Golden High, in Alaska to go to the mikveh, including, the Rebbe said, also Jewish grandmothers should also go to the mikveh as well so their grandchildren could ha- should have a pure grandmother. Anyway, so... 
she um, um, and her husband moved from Alaska to the Golan Heights, where they serve as Chabad emissaries. And when she was pregnant with her fourth child, they did a routine ultrasound in her fourth month of pregnancy. And the doctors were very concerned about the baby's health. They told the parents that there's strong reason to assume uh, for concern, the strong reason, reason for concern. Of course, they were really worried. Even though they had gotten a bracha from the rabbi before the pregnancy, they were still very worried. It was 1987. And they wrote the rabbi a urgent letter. A few days later, they got a call from the rabbi's office and they said that the rabbi sent a letter back to them and the Rebbe had crossed out the words that his wife had written. She's apprehensive of the birth. And in their place, the Rebbe wrote, there is no reason or basis for fear. And then the Rebbe wrote, they should check their tefillin and the mezuzahs. So the Rebbe's assuring words raised their spirits. And of course, he went to check his tefillin and mezuzahs, although he felt there was really no purpose in doing this because he got them checked before, but the Rebbe said to check them again, so he got them checked again. And to their amazement, this sofer and Kirat Chabad checked their mezuzahs and found a mistake in the mezuzahs and also a mistake in his tefillin shalrash and his head tefillin. So after the mezuzahs were kosher, the tefillin is kosher, they decided they're going to do another ultrasound, hoping that there will be different results. They went to Rambam Hospital, in Haifa, and the situation was very bad. The doctors said that there's real grave danger for the baby. They wrote to the Rebbe again, second time, actually really a third time, the Rebbe said there will be good news. They were happy, but they wrote back to the Rebbe that doctors are saying that the situation is very serious. So the Rebbe answered a fourth time, and the Rebbe said their birth will be easy, and it's a, pro- a proper time, all will go well. Serve God with joy, worship God with joy and a good heart. But the doctors weren't convinced. And in front of the doctors were the ultrasound results and not the brachas from the Rebbe. They told the parents, don't live with illusions. And so they wrote back to the Rebbe again. This was, I think, a fifth time. And the Rebbe told one of his secretaries to relay the following information. He said, Gather your neighbors and make a lachaim, because everything will be okay. So they did what the Rebbe said, but it wasn't with such a happy heart. And they said lachaim with a heavier heart than the Rebbe had asked them to, but they did. They gathered their neighbors and said lachaim. The next check at the Ramam Hospital was in their ninth month. The doctors checked the baby and said, be prepared for the worst news possible. He called the Rebbe right away and told the secretary the, the doctor's opinion. A few hours later, he received the Rebbe's response. The Rebbe's letter was on its way, in which he repeated his instruction, make a lachayim, not to worry, promising it was going to be an easy birth, and that they would meet on happy occasions. It was really a strange situation, because the doctors were steadfast that the baby is going to die, and the Rebbe is saying, make a lachayim. And he shared the story with, um, with some Chabadniks who were there, and they said, you're so lucky, like the Rebbe's giving you again, blessings again, what, what'd you do? And he told them about the mikveh that he had built, and they said, ah, oh, must be because of that. Anyways, 
the date approached of the birth, and they spent that Shabbos in hotel in Haifa to be close to the hospital. And that Shabbos, they davened, of course, deeply that they should hear good news. On, in the middle of the week, uh, Miriam had very strong labor pains, rushed to the hospital, and why jack out the story? Baruch Hashem, a completely healthy baby. Doctors were totally shocked. And he turned to the doctors and said, guys, why such gloomy predictions? The baby was fine. So the doctor said, listen, one doctor says, listen, don't suspect us of wrongdoing with bad intentions. We just go based upon the ultrasound results, but the ultrasound results can make mistakes. It's only a machine. The next day, a letter came to their house from the Rebbe, Mazel Tov. So the point is, really, I mean, think about it. In, in both stories, like there's in the first story and the second story, the Rebbe gives instruction and has nothing to do, it seems, with the reality on the ground. And yet there's a plan and there's a, de- there's a destination and there is a Moshe Rabbeinu. And he's telling you where things are going and you don't have to look at anywhere else and just realize that the Rebbe sees. There's a Pasuk in chapter 33 in Tilim. Louder, stronger than the voice of the great waters is Hashem. So the great waters are referred to the sound of nature. Nature could be deafening. Listening to the sound of nature could be deafening. You hear it, imagine. Imagine being, being Rabbi Yisrael Haber waiting for that baby and hearing again and again and again from the doctors, there's going to be a problem. And against those doctors, here here's the words again and again from the Rebbe, it's going to be okay. So it's really, it was a really challenging moment, really a, 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 a not, not an easy place to be in. But as we have the benefit to see the, uh, the results of the Rebbe's bracha, and the bracha, of course, happened exactly the way the Rebbe said it was going to be, contrary to the advice of the doctors. In a similar way, we look at the world outside, and could say, gullus, exile, you know, where are we going? We have to be steadfast in our amuna and know for it without a question that the Rebbe sees the Leviathan and the Sherhaber, and he said so many times that our generation is going to witness the coming of Mashiach. And no matter what we see in the newspaper, on the radio, on the internet, to live with a little bit of Amuna, this week is a week of the Geulah, this Kislev. Shem should help, it should be Mismach Geulah, Geulah. We should go from the Geulah, Hamitzvah Shleimah to Mashiach Tzakeinu, immediately tonight. And from there to the Gula of Yutas Kislev. A good vach and Lashana Teva Mixes Dakis Kasar Hassan. Good vach. Amen. Amen. Shkoyah.